Reporting on the games you love by people who love to game. The MMO Reporter Network. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of WoW Pet Battle Crew, where small creatures fight to the death for our amusement. I'm your host, Josh Augustine, and it's time for some good old-fashioned boxing. We're building a team this week that's easy to play, self-reliant, and great at punching people in the face with the old 1-2 combo, eh, that lines up the pets, sends them sprawling with the KO. That's our plan this week. Uh, the theme for this month's team is to keep it simple. Last week we, we did, you know, an intro, or sorry, two weeks ago, we did an introduction to for new players to get into the game, and we promised the next team would be dedicated to a team that's straightforward to play, but still really powerful, a great beginner's team. Um, so we want each of our pets to have a straightforward, two-move combo that can always be executed no matter what. Then, we're just going to punch face with our combos. No fancy tricks, no required pet swapping, just trust that our superior damage output and crowd control, whichever one we're going for with the combo, will carry us through the day. So the core pets I'm starting with this week is the Nexus Whelpling and Unborn Valkyr. Two pets that you're probably very familiar with. Uh, but why these pets? Nexus, Nexus Whelpling has one of my favorite combos in the game. And it was actually my very first thought when I started building this team. I knew immediately this guy had to be on the team. Its combo does massive damage for three turns in a row, which is longer than most combos. That's three turns of heavy damage. And it also prevents itself from being stunned or rooted during that, which is a nice side bonus. It is magic damage, which is a pretty neutral type. It has, you know, it gets bonus against flying, which is not super common, and it's weak versus mechanical, which is kind of common, but not super. Um, and if you've been pet battling at all in the past two to three months, you know why I chose the Unborn Valkyr. You've seen it countless times. It is the undisputed queen of the one-two punch right now. Uh, it dishes out huge damage in the first two turns um, without taking very much in return. Um, she dishes out um, its undead damage that she does, which is a great damage type right now. Tons of humanoids out there, not a lot of weakness, and I mean, it's just solid. And she's an undead pet, you know, that passive. So good. Alright, so let's look at who they are a little more closely. Yeah, and actually, Daniel already jumped in the chat room just to say that it can completely destroy the, uh, the other team already. So we're going to talk about why. Nexus Whelpling. Uh, he is a DPS utility pet. He's a dragonkin that has mostly magic attacks. The dragonkin passive, I cannot say this enough, is so good right now. I think it's the best in the game. I know we said that undead is awesome. Yes, it's true. And undead is good if you're playing like a tanky, kind of just, I don't know, like a attrition team. Undead is perfect for that. But if you're playing an aggro team, you just want to punch face, dragonkin is so good. Um, so just a reminder, you get a 50% damage boost for one turn after you bring a pet below 50% health, which means get a pet below 50% health and you instantly kill it next turn. I mean, you just can't not kill it with a 50% damage boost. And if they swap out, that's fine. You'll get a 50% damage boost on the free punch you take to their new pet's face. Um, I just love that passive. I think it's so good. If you have a dragonkin that is solid, I think you have to use it right now. Um, but slot one, let's take a look at what we got. We got Tail Sweep, which is a Dragonkin Punch that deals 40% additional damage if you're slower than the enemy. This is a weird one, right? Because there's a ton of abilities that get bonuses if you're faster. But this one actually does better if you're slower. 
It's pretty good. I like it. It's solid. Frost Breath is the other option. It's just a simple dragon can punch. Nothing special. Just a solid punch. So I think you make your pick here based on your pet's breed. Mine is Speed Speed, which I'm not super excited about, but that means Tail Sweep is just a terrible pick, right? Because I'll never be slower than the enemy, unless they're using some trick. And if they're using some trick to get faster than me, they're just dumb, if I have Tail Sweep. Um, so if your pet is not speed buff like mine is, though, I think Tail Sweep is probably the better option. It's really heavy damage if you're procking that both times. And Frost Breath is just meh. They're both Dragonkin damage, so nothing different there. Um, slot 2. Uh, this one's an obvious choice. First one, you have Seer Magic, which is remove all buffs and debuffs from the user. It's interesting, right? I think it's actually a decent counter to the Unborn Valkyr, which we'll talk about, because Unborn Valkyr relies on having dots on you and putting debuffs on you. Um, so Searing Magic might be an interesting attempt to try and counter that, but it's just not worth it for this team, because the other option in this slot is Mana Surge. And this one does almost 500 damage per turn, for three turns in a row. That's 1,500 damage in three turns. Plus, it deals an extra 100 damage every turn if the weather is arcane wins. So that's 600 damage every turn for three turns, 1,800 damage. Too good to be true, right? Well, it is. <laughs> because it also, that damage boost comes with a penalty. First, you're locked into it for three turns, which could be bad, but not for our team, because our team is just do a combo, punch face. We're just happy to we're just happy to take them down. Um, so the downside is it gives it a twenty percent chance to miss, and boy, it will miss, <laughs> and you will be so sad because it's not like a normal miss where you're missing a miss and you're like, oh well, that's three hundred damage out the window. Bummer. I'll get it next time. This is six hundred damage you're missing out on, and it's just like, oh, you could just. I don't know if you're like me, but if you're like me, you immediately think 1,800 damage. I could kill one and a half pets in the next three turns. And then inevitably you miss one and then you're like, oh no, my, my plan, it's ruined. Um, so you definitely have to take Mana Surge. It's part of our two move combo as well. So that's another reason you have to take it. Oh, and actually if you're still debating between Tail Sweep and Frost Breath, um, Daniel brought up a good point in the chat room. He says that Tail Sweep neutralizes the usual speed advantage. And I, that's a really good point. I haven't thought of it that way. So it deals extra damage if you're slower. Um, so it's a nice kind of counterbalance because if the enemy is faster, they have the advantage. But suddenly, they don't have the advantage because you're dealing more damage than them. So sure, they're hitting faster, but you're, de you're dealing more in the end they'll even out. That's an interesting way to look at it. Um, but let's look at the third slot of the Nexus Whelpling because this is where it gets fun. Um, slot three, Wild Magic. Meh. We've seen this before, it's on the core fire imp, which we've used on a lot of teams. It's a five round debuff you put on the enemy pet. It adds 90 damage to all attacks on that enemy pet. Okay, that's fine. It's good in, on other teams. If you can combo off of it, it can get really interesting. But our other choice is Arcane Storm, which not only sounds like a sweet magic weather effect, which it is, um, it does light AoE damage, right? It's just the damage is okay, but you don't really care about that. It changes the weather to arcane winds, which, if you remember two minutes ago, um, <laughs> is the weather effect that boosts the damage of mana surge. And on the plus side, arcane winds, while, it act, while it's active, also prevents all pets from being stunned or rooted, which is awesome because the worst thing that can happen to our Nexus Whelp leg is he goes out there, he does 
Arcane Storm, starts Mana Surge, misses the first one, and then gets stunned. And then you're just like, I just wasted three turns <laughs> and did nothing. Um, so this just guarantees you can't be stunned. I love it. Um, obviously here, pick Arcane Storm. It's part one of our combo, and it's a great anti-stun ability on its own. And it's just nice to have a weather effect to overwrite other people's weather effects. I love it. Alright, Unborn Valkyr. This is the Nemesis. If you're like me, and you hadn't been able to capture this guy for a long time, you hate this pet. Because it's on every single team in PvP, and you know what the combo is, right? But we're just going to go through all the abilities anyways, just so you know uh, what you can choose from. So she's an undead pet, with all sorts of fun, crazy undead attacks to terrorize her foes with. Uh, slot 1, you got Shadow Slash, or Shadow Shock. <laughs> Um, they're basically the same ability. Shadow Shock gives up a little accuracy, 5%, to gain a little bit more damage. Um, so this is really just personal preference. I I mean, it's super minor, right? But I like reliability um, over damage. I will take 100% hit, or maybe like a 90% hit. 90% is like the sweet spot for me, and that's where sa Shadow Slash is at. Where you, 90% of the time, you're going to hit most of the time. Um... But misses just make me sad, right? So that's just me. Um, it's pretty rare for the enemy pet to survive with just a tiny sliver of health. Like enough that sh picking Shadow Shock instead would have made the difference with its, you know, 30%, 30 more damage or 20 more damage, whatever it does, based on your uh, stats. Um, so I like Shadow Slash. You can take whatever you like. No big deal. Uh, slot 2 is obvious. Um, Siphon Life, this is just a terrible ability. It's just so bad. It's a super weak 3-turn dot that leeches a real, real small amount of health. Like, less than 100 health every turn. So it's less than 300 damage total. Less than 300 healing. It's usually closer to like 70 uh, per turn. And if they have any sort of uh, shell shield, it just does nothing, right? It's just terrible. Um, don't use this ability. But you can use the other ability on <laughs> in this slot, which is awesome, Curse of Doom. This is a five-turn dot that deals 600 damage when it wears off. Awesome. And so you have to take Curse of Doom, right? It's a nice punch, and Siphon Life is just plain terrible. It's just a, you don't have an option. Take Curse of Doom. 600 damage for one turn is awesome. You have to wait for it to happen, but usually it will happen. Um, they can't evade out of it. Once it's on them, it's going to... It's gonna boob. Alright, slot three. This so this is this is the harder slot to pick, right? I think in general. These are two really good abilities. First you got Haunt, and this is a weird ability. I think it's one of a kind. I don't know of any other ability that does this unless they've added it super recently. Um it's a four round dot. It deals minimal damage, kinda like Siphon Life, um, which I wouldn't be so happy about, but it kills your pet for the duration of it. Which is weird. Your pet disappears and it will reappear when the dot is over, or if the pet is died, or if the, so if the dot's removed, or the dot finishes all four ticks, or if the pet it's on dies, your unborn Valkyrie will reemerge and become alive again, usually on the back line, um, unless it happens like immediately, um, I believe. It goes straight to the back line, and it comes back at whatever health it was at before. So you don't get like full health again. Whatever it was at before, 
it returns as. An unholy ascension is the other option here. Um, this little pet really likes killing itself. You just gotta, I mean, because unholy ascension, this one just kills it instantly, but it kills it permanently as well, which is unfortunate. Um, but the plus side, it applies a debuff on the enemy team, not just one pet, the whole team. That increases all damage they take by 25% for 9 rounds. I mean, that's a heck of a parting gift. <laughs> so, I mean, in this particular case, we're going to take Haunt because it's a part of our combo. But Unholy Ascension is a great ability, especially when you consider that this is an undead pet, which means it comes back to life for one turn and is guaranteed to die at the end of that turn anyways. Unholy Ascension, there's no downside. You just put a huge damage debuff on them uh, and the pet's going to die anyways. So both of them are great abilities. Um, we're going to take Curse of Doom just because... Uh, we, sorry, we're going to take Haunt because what we're going to do is apply Curse of Doom and then let Haunt go next turn and then suddenly they have two dots on them and they can't hit our pet. It's great. So let's go through the play-by-play. -play. I don't have a major preference about which pet I start with here, which I think is the best place to be. I think ideally I'd start with Unborn Valkyr, you know, throw out Curse of Doom, like we said, and then haunt the enemy pet. Now the cool thing about haunt is that since your pet dies, you get to swap in your next pet for free, right? Which means you don't have to swap in and let it take a cheap shot from the enemy pet, which you normally have to do when you swap. Um, because the pet dies, bam. Uh, it brings up the menu, you get to pick one of the other ones at the end of the turn, swap it in. It also means that if you can haunt before they attack, you avoid their whole attack, which is awesome. Um, so, go in, Curse of Doom, haunt, and then we bring in Nexus Whelpling to cast Arcane Winds, and then probably Frost Breath if Curse of Doom pet is still in play, because we don't really want to waste our or Mana Surge on a pet that's going to explode next turn anyways. So I think maybe Frost Breath a couple times, or Tail Sweep if that's the one you take. And then as soon as Curse of Doom procs to kill the pet, or if they swap in a new pet, start mana surging. Now, the odds are pretty good with an 80% hit chance that you're going to hit it at least two times, right? Three may be pushing your luck. You're probably not usually going to hit it three times, but hitting it two times should be enough to almost kill any pet they swap in, right? Because it's 1,200 damage. And if not, you should be able to follow it up, especially when you consider the Dragonkin bonus, right? Because if you hit them once with Mana Surge, bam, they're at 50% health. Your next Mana Surge is going to do 50% more damage. That's definitely going to kill them. Hopefully, I'm like, if that, so if that works out right, that's going to leave us with 2v1. Because after that, my Unborn Valkyrie is going to come back from the grave beyond the back lines by the time the Nexus Whelpling dies. Because it'll die by the time it finishes Mana Surge or one more turn after. But two of their pets should be dead or at least one and a half. So I'm feeling that's a pretty good way to start. Um, at that point, I think I'd bring in the Unborn Valkyrie, start the process over again with the third wheel pet coming in this time instead of the Nexus Whelpling. So... My biggest concerns here are that I don't have ideal breeds for either of these pets, and that it's surprising how much of a bummer that is. I know I've said in the past, like, breed isn't super important, 
But in this case, I think it is. Um, <laughs> the Unborn Valkyra's Health Health, which is about the worst possible combination, right? It's such a hard pet to get. Although, uh, David did point out in the chat channel that it is a very good-looking pet. It is very cool-looking. If you've seen... Yeah, I should mention this. I should have mentioned this up front. The Unborn Valkyrie is awesome. If you haven't seen this pet, it's like... It feels like like some super fancy pet store pet, right? has super cool visuals. If you remember from uh, Lich King, if you played Wrath of the Lich King as an expansion... Second expansion? Gosh, four years ago, probably? Um, so anyways, they had... Valkyrs, which were like, uh, like Viking vengeful spirits, goddesses, like maidens of war, like ghost maidens of war is the best I can describe. But this little pet is basically like a ghost female Viking with wings and a sword hunting for death. <laughs> it's a pretty cool stick, and, they, and it has really cool visual effects on all of her abilities. Um, all right, so let's get back. So, my, but unfortunately, mine is health health. Uh, which means that, one, it's going to deal less damage with its dots, which is a bummer because that's the pet isn't taking hits most of the time anyway, so the health doesn't matter. You want to be booming on those dots, and it's not speed, which means it's going to take a second hit before it hits the enemy, which is actually a big deal. So many pets use their first turn, like all the pets we're using this week, to set up a combo. So the first one is something, and then the second one is the hammer. And if you have a fast Unborn Valkyrie, you can skip the hammer because you haunt before their turn. Um, so taking a second hit every time I haunt could be a pretty big deal. Uh, the Nexus Whelpling, like I said, is speed speed, which is okay, right? It'll help it land more damage. It'll help, you know, get those mana surges out before the enemy can do something in return or like a dodge. Um, but I really wish it had some power in there. I think like a power speed or a speed powered would be the ideal one for me just to make mana surge punch a little bit harder make sure that 600 damage takes it over the 50% mark so you proc the dragon can buff every other turn which would be incredible I'm also a little worried because everyone expects the unborn Valkyrie at this point so many people are running it you just see it in every single team that it's just kind of like I think everyone has figured out how they deal with it. Even if they can't beat it, they know what they're going to do. There's no chance for me to catch them off guard like we have with a lot of our teams. Like our, our Sunlight team, I felt caught a lot of people off guard because they weren't expecting the solar beam damage to be as heavy as it was. Um, but this, everyone knows exactly what you're going to do. Um, so, I don't know. So if you can get other breeds... I would recommend it. Like I said, Nexus Whelpling, I think ideal would be maybe power speed or speed power. Maybe I'll report back in the review and see how, I, how it goes once I start playing with it. Um, as David pointed out in the chat channel, um, the Unborn Valkyrie only has two breeds, Health Health and Balance Balance. Um, and Balance Balance, you know, obviously means balance, so it gets stats in all of them. So I think Balance Balance is the better option for sure when it comes to the Unborn Valkyrie. Um, but it's so hard to get. You take whatever you can get. All right, let's talk about third wheels. I want to know what you guys use for third wheels on this team. Because the cool thing about this team, and the thing I love about it, it's so open, right? All you need is a pet that can do a cool combo. And so many pets out there have awesome combos to play with. And I know I haven't tried all of them. I don't even have all the pets, so there's no way I've tried all of them. So I'm really excited to hear what kind of combos you guys like using um, that I can share with the, the community and the listeners and everyone else. 
post it on the website, gamediplomat.com, just like always. Let's go through the third wheels I came up with. Um, Kunlai Runt is the obvious choice for me. Um, it's elemental damage, which is a great complement because we have magic and undead elemental. That's going to cover a lot of bases right there. Um, the trouble with the Kunlai Runt combo, which is chill them and then stun them and do heavy damage and then do an attack that deals extra damage if they're stunned, is that Nexus Whelpling makes things not stunnable. <laughs> so that kind of disrupts the whole Kunlai Runt's plan, and it's actually why I didn't make him one of the core pets on this team. Um, Gilnean Raven is another one. Has another cool weather effect, Darkness, and then the uh, oh Nocturne Strike, Nocturnal Strike, I think it's called, where it deals huge damage, but has a huge chance to miss, but it always hits if they're blinded. Um, Little Ragnaros, which I think is going to be the first third wheel I try on this team. He has the awesome Conflagrate combo. Conflagrate is just such a good ability. It's elemental damage again, um, but it's such a heavy-hitting ability, and Little Ragnaros is so overtuned. Um, I almost said overpowered there, but I don't want to say that. Maybe not overpowered, but it's overtuned. Its stats are nice and beefy. I love them. Um, Harbinger of Flame, Spirit of Summer, those have the same uh, combo as Little Ragnaros. Might kind of might be nice to vary the the uh, family type a little bit. Um, Chrominius is good. We've used him before in the double damage team. Apply a double damage debuff, bite, and then deal a huge nuke that just instantly kills them. I actually got um, I got a crit on it the other day, and I think it was over 3,000 damage. It was just glorious. They had like two debuffs on them. It was during the Celestial Tournament, I think. Um, no, it couldn't have been. No, maybe it was. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, that combo is so good. Alligators, which we talked about last week. It was our crew combo, which is rip and then, uh, oh, totally blanking. What is the, oh, well, that big ability that deals damage if they're bleeding. <laughs> uh, chum in the waters, blood in the waters. There you go. Uh, feline familiar um, and Pandaren monk, tranquil mechanical yeti, Zandalari knee biter, Zufu, death adoratchling. I'm not going to go over all their combos. Just look up those pets. I'll have links to all their combos in the show notes, too. Um, these are really cool. Uh, Epic Grays, uh, so Epic Grays points out in the chat channel that the Kunlai Runt is actually, he calls it the old Valkyr. Um, so a lot of people have counters to it because Kunlai Runt really was, before the Unborn Valkyr showed up, the Kunlai Runt was on everybody's team. And still now, it's probably on 20% of the teams I run into. So that's that's a really good point that Kunlai Runt, people know how to counter that. This team doesn't need to be any less predict or any more predictable than it already is with these combos. So yeah, so that's another good argument for staying away from the Kunlai Runt. Um, let's talk about how to get them real fast. Nexus Whelpling is nice and simple. It's a wild pet outside the Nexus in Northwest Borean Tundra, which is up in uh, Northrend. Uh, you can get there from any major city: uh, Stormwind, Undercity. Oh, I don't I don't play Alliance, so I'm guessing here. I know. Um, oh, sorry, Orgrimmar and Undercity for Horde. Stormwind and maybe, I don't know, Night Elf land? Darnassus? Uh, Nordrat? What, whatever. We're, we're over Night Elves live. Maybe they go there. I don't know. <laughs> um, so if you're on Alliance, find your own way to Northrend, you Alliance scum. Anyways, um, just fly around the Nexus in that area until an open one spawns. Then keep chasing them until you get the quality and breed you like. Um... It's pretty simple. Unborn Valkyr is one of the most obnoxious pets you will ever hunt. <laughs> you will find many people that say they have the breeder quality of Unborn Valkyr that they do because they just didn't want to farm anymore. And they were happy with just, I got one, that's good enough, I'm out of there. That's what happened to me. 
Um, so I guess I should actually probably apologize right now for putting you um, through this by putting it on our team this week. But the pet is just so good. It's worth it. The Unborn Valkyr can spawn in three different locations in every single Northrend zone. That's 20-something odd different spawn locations, at least a minute apart each by Flyg. Oh, and on top of that, it's a super rare spawn, which means it's usually only up at one place in the world at a time, and a lot of times it's not up at any of them. Um, which means you're just going to need to fly around. Uh, what I did was I started parking one alt. I have a lot of high-level alts, which if you do too, it's a huge help for this sort of thing. I parked one alt in each Northrend zone. Then I would log into each one and go to the three points in each zone. Nope. All right, log on to the next alt. Three points in that zone? Nope. Next one, three points in that zone? Nope. Okay. Um, I got lucky. I was able to get in only one day, probably about two to three hours. Um, a lot of people have reported spending a lot more time than that. Um, so I think I got really lucky. Hopefully you will too. Um, I'll provide a full guide. Um, link, um, I'll have a link to download all the spots. Um, on, that you can see on the map, that you know exactly where to go. Wowhead also has, actually has great resources for this. If you look up the pet on Wowhead as well, there's someone has listed, like if you use TomTom, um, Tom, I think it is the one that puts uh, waypoints on your maps and guide you to them. Someone built a whole list of coordinates that you can just put into TomTom Tom that will guide you through exactly where to look, which is super useful. And uh, yeah, so all that will be on the blog, gamediplomat.com. Check that out. Oh yeah. And Daniel pointed out in the chat channel, or David, sorry, David or Daniel, Daniel pointed out in the chat channel, um, keep the unborn Valkyr even if it's gray. Yeah, so in case that wasn't clear enough, by saying how hard it was to get, if you get any version of the unborn Valkyr, keep it. It'll be much easier to farm a stone to, to boost her level, um, uh, or boost her quality up to rare, than it will be to farm another one. Just Get one, be happy, move on. Um, unless you're, if you're super dedicated, especially if you're dedicated for the breed, it might be worth just trying to get a breed of the one you like. But getting a quality, it'll just be easier to get a stone. Um, so that's our one-two combo team. Uh, I hope you'll play it with me. Share your thoughts on the website, gamediplomat.com, or in our Google Plus community, which I'll share later on. Um, let's get into our question, our community segment this week. Eleanor and Deidre actually both asked the same question about a month apart. Um, so let's uh, jump right into that. They asked for help with the No Time to Heal achievement. And this is the achievement where you have to win five consecutive PvP pet battles. Not hard, right? We've probably done that. It's still kind of tough on its own. Oh, and you can't let a single pet die during those five wins in a row. That's crazy, right? So there's a few kind of nuances to this ability. Currently, if you, format, if you forfeit the match, it doesn't count towards the achievement. So if you're losing, forfeit, and your, and your win streak won't reset. Um, also, only PvP matches done through the matchmaking system work, which is a bummer. You can't just practice duel against someone next to you in Orgrimmar and kind of win it that way. You have to go through the matchmaking system to try and make sure that the fights are fair. But... If a pet dies, also this is one that is very counterintuitive that I didn't know. This is just a comment I read from a friend. So I assume they're telling me the truth. If a pet dies in a PvE battle, so not a PvP battle, if a pet dies in a PvE battle, it will actually reset this timer. So only focus on earning this achievement while you're doing it. Don't try and 
oh, I'll do some PvP. Okay, you're waiting for the queue. Oh, I'll just do a random, you know, uh, tamer battle. Don't do that, because if a pet dies, the whole achievement gets reset. Alright, there's two good ways, Eleanor and Deidre, that you can do this. You can do it the easy way, <laughs> which honestly, I recommend. Um, if you're just trying to get the achievement, if you're just hunting points, this is the way to do it, right? But it's kind of cheating. Alright, the fastest way to get this achievement is also the cheesiest. It doesn't take any specific team, but you do need a friend. You and your friend take any team you like, preferably low-level pets, right, to reduce the number of tamers in your pool when you queue. Because when you queue, it looks for the closest tamer in your level, and your skill, and your pet, um, and your win ratio, all that stuff, to match you with. Um, so if you go say, alright, let's make teams of level 13 pets. There's going to be a lot less people queuing for level 13 pet battle fights than there are queuing for level 25 pet battle fights. Even more, log into the game at an odd time of day, preferably like midnight, 8 a.m., that sort of thing when a lot of people aren't playing. And then both of you queue up for a pet battle at the exact same time and wait for that pop-up to appear. Um, if, the po if the window pops up for both of you at the exact same time, then you're likely paired against each other. So then jump into the match and see if the enemy team has your friend's pets. Remember, it does randomize your appearance, so don't look at the character, because they'll look like some goofy gnome, even though they're a tauren or whatever. Uh, look at the pets, see, okay, they do have all little tiny gnomes dancing in Christmas costumes. That's my friend. And then just let have your friend let you win the match, <laughs> right? Just let him, uh, just have your friend let you kill all his pets. Repeat that five times, you get the achievement. Alright, so that's the easy way, right? But it's kind of lame. It's kind of boring. It's not really something you want to brag about, right? It's not, you can't show that off to your friends and be like, look at this achievement I got, because you cheated and got it that way. But it is the fastest way to get it. The long way to get it, and some might say the right way. Alright, first rule. Let's just go through some rules for this. Uh, if one of your pets dies, forfeit the match to keep your weight going. Right, like I said, because if you forfeit... The win, uh, or sorry, if you forfeit, the death doesn't count. Um, other than that, um, you're just going to have to play a lot of games and hope you eventually get lucky. Like, so we can build teams to be good at this, but there's no way to guarantee this will happen, which is kind of a bummer. Um, I think the best strategy, team-wise, to go for this is the stall. Get a bunch of tanky healers that will eventually wear down the enemy, either mentally <laughs> or actually on their pets, um, and maybe you, occasionally I think you'll get a forfeit out of the deal, which is pretty good just because it's so hard to play against. Ideally, I think you also want to go for a level 10-ish team. Um, that's going to help you avoid the OP teams that are up at level 25, the ones that are spamming Unborn Valkyr and Kunlai Runt and all that sort of stuff. At level 10, the game is just a little more, it's harder, it's harder to predict, but that means it's also harder to manipulate, which means you have a better chance of kind of getting on a win streak, of getting lucky in that way. Um, some of the best abilities on pets do come at level 25, or at level 20, so sometimes you're going to be forced to do a level 20 team. But I think we can get a good level 10 team built. Let's look at this. So some pet idea, so some um, ability ideas, I think, that you'll want to put on a team like this if you're going for the ability. I think you need Wish, right? Wish is a 50% heal. Um, and it has a pretty short cooldown. I think it's like four turns. It's a great ability. Um, sunlight, it increases everyone's HP and healing done. I mean, that's just a great way to guarantee the pets aren't dying. Uh, that's a weather effect used by a lot of plants. 
Uh, Shell Shield reduces damage, obviously. It's not perfect on its own, but it's great on something like a Crab Tank, where you're reducing damage and healing every turn. That's a good combo. Um, Soul Ward, Dodge, anything like that that kind of helps you evade their big hit that might randomly nuke you in one turn, which will be very frustrating. Um, healing Wave, obviously heals, anything like that. Cauterize, a big heal. I think that's super useful. Because um, if they get a lucky crit, that could be enough to spoil your whole plan. But Cauterize scales based on the damage you take. So that helps it be really effective. Um, any sort of Life Leech ability, heal and damage combined is great. Except for Siphon Life. Remember, that ability is terrible. Uh, but Leaf Leech Life is a great ability. A lot of spiders have it. That's really solid. Um, I think Humanoids, Mechanicals, and Dragonkins are the way to go. Dragonkin already talked about Mechanical. If the pet dies and then comes back, it doesn't count as a death. That's its passive. It comes back with 25% more health. Um, and that doesn't reset the achievement. So that's like a buffer room on your pets. And Humanoid, obviously, they heal every single turn, which is great. Great level 20 pets. Singing Sunflower, Magical Crawdad, the Molten Hatchling. That guy has the damage, the heal, and the life leech. That's just a great pet. Um, Kunlai Runt, just like this team. I mean, good combo. It'll heal up. Stuns. But I think the trick for this is going to be a level 10 team. And let's go through some of my favorite level 10 pets for just for this specifically. Soul of Aspects is great. It's a paid pet, but you get sunlight at level 10, which is unheard of on anybody else. So that's going to be super useful for this team. Um, Singing Sunflower gets Solar Beam at level 10, which is really rare as well, which combos excellently with sunlight. Um, Blossoming Ancient, this is another paid pet, right? You're going to notice a trend where the paid pets have really cool abilities at lower levels. Um, it's kind of how they try and entice you to buy them. Blossoming Ancient, um, is AO he has an AoE heal, he has a stun, he applies a mischance to enemies, and he has a shield on himself. I mean, those are just, this guy is built to not die. Seems perfect for this team. Um, Core Fire Imp, he heals every single turn, um, just like we've used them before on the Hot Healers team, our third team. Um, so if you need refresh on why Core Fire Imp is amazing, go check that team. Because all of the abilities that we use on our level twi 25 Core Fire Imp is on him at level 10. Uh, which just makes him so effective. Um, he also has the big heal. He has the Cauterize. Um, Fell Flame, Searing Scorching, Spirit of Summer. Those three all have a burn and Conflagrate at level 4. Um, Conflagrate is hard to get by level 10 on a pet that also has a burn at level 10, but those three have it. Uh, Flexfire Feline, you remember him from back in the day. But he does have a Prowl and an AoE attack, which will deal heavy damage to their whole team, which might help wear him down a bit. It's also mechanical, which is nice. Zandalari, not the Knee Biter, like we usually use, the Foot Slasher. And this is not a pet I would normally recommend for level 25, but for level 10, it's awesome. Because it's the only raptor that can do an amazing turn to or two turn combo. Hunting Party, which is the stampede ability that deals damage and applies a two or hundred percent damage debuff. And Blood Fang, which will so that those two combos is guaranteed to kill any pet um, that isn't dodging or somehow healing for its entire health pool. Um, in I, th I believe three turns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, three turns, that'll do it. And if Bloodfang kills the enemy pet, he gets a huge health restore. Almost, I think it's almost half of his health that he gets back. Um, so, I mean, that's just perfect. It will kill a pet and heal itself back up to full. That's great for this team. Uh, two more. Personal World Destroyer. 
is interesting. It has damage and a heal. Um, he has repair, which is not the best heal, but it is a good heal. And he has a chance to stun the enemy pet every turn. If you're faster than, than the enemy pet, that stun is super useful. Um, and Clockwork Gnome, one of our old classics, also has the repair, repair, that heal ability. And he builds turrets, which is just kind of nice, solid DPS that he can do from the back line. Um, so if I were going to try right now, Eleanor or, um, or Deidre, this is the level 10 team I would build. And so if, you're, if you want to try this achievement, actually, I would love for you guys to try this achievement. Let me know what you, what you, how you do with this team. Um, core Fire Imp, use Rush, Immolate, and Cauterize. That gives you two damage types, a heal, and a dot that makes sure that it'll heal every turn while it's on the back line. Blossoming Ancient um, with Iron Bark, Autumn Breeze, and Stun Seed. Because that gives it an AoE heal, a stun, a punch, and a shield. <laughs> That's just amazing. And Zandalari Foot Slasher, Hunting Party, Leap, Blood Fang. You'll never use Leap, but Hunting Party and Blood Fang are awesome. You'll use that. Um, so hopefully that helps. I'd love to hear kind of your experience with it, because I haven't tried this achievement yet either, because um, I don't have Blossoming Ancient or the Foot Slasher yet. Um, so I'm going to try and get those two pets, see if I can try the achievement before next episode so we can talk about it. If you try the achievement, let us know how it goes, or if you have your own tricks um, for how to get it, let us know. Let's jump into the crew combo, because this is becoming my new favorite segment of the show. We added it just a couple episodes. This one, Snakebite by Fumblefoot, who is in the chat channel. Um, he brought it up in the Google Plus community, actually, um, and I kind of ran with it from there. So I named it. He didn't call it Snakebite, but <laughs> he brought it up, and I named it that. Uh, so this is Poison Fang and Puncture Wound. Poison Fang uh, is a damaging attack that puts a five-turn poison dot on the target, and Puncture Wound deals 300 damage, or double that if the target is poisoned. Nice and simple, right? Poison the enemy, then use a big ability that deals double damage if the enemy is poisoned. Only two pets have these two abilities, uh, the Death Adder Hatchling and Kovak. The first is from Timeless Isle, and the second is from the Siege of Orgrimmar raid. So if you're like me, you're not going to see Kovak for a very long time, so go for the Death Adder Hatchling. Um, turn 1, Poison Fang, simple dot, right? Turn 2, Puncture Wound, deal 600 damage punch to the face. Now, turn 3 is different depending on which one of the pets you have. If you have Death Adder Hatchling like me, you do Blinding Poison which blinds the enemy pet for one round and reduces its chance to hit by 100. Um, it's also a nice backup poison effect if the enemy swaps, right? So if they swap, then you can use that as a poison effect to proc next time. Um, but if you have Kovak, you want to use the ability that is amazing called Digest Brains. And it's just a heal, right? It heals for 600, but you're digesting brains. And the tooltip says something like, Digest part of the brains that are in your stomach. Just assuming that brains are already in this pet's stomach. <laughs> I love it. The little guy is like a little Solithid, which is uh, the little insect guys down in Solithis. Uh, it's just, it's a really cool ability. So combined, let's look at the numbers, right? Poison Fang deals 280 damage uh, up front, then 70 damage on the first tick, 70 damage on turn two. Um, that's 420 damage. That's pretty good for one turn. Puncture Wound deals 600 damage, and then you either heal for 600, or you get a free pet swap. So the averages, as you work out over three turns, is either 340 damage per turn, and either a 200 heal per turn, or a free turn to swap a pet. So I mean, if you're doing the heal, just look at those numbers, right? So imagine if you had an ability with no cooldown, 
that said, deal 340 damage, heal for 200 health. Would you do that every turn? I know I would, because that's what this combo does. That's awesome, over three turns. Um, pretty decent overall, I'd say. It's a fun move to pull off. Uh, also, Blinding Poison is pretty cool. It's just a unique ability. It's fun to play with. Um, I highly recommend it. All right, let's jump into the iTunes review, where you guys get to say stuff. Um, Epic Gray's cheers yay in the chat room. He is excited. <laughs> uh, oh, that's Fumblefoot. He's excited for his combo on the show. Um, but Halunka shouts in the iTunes review column. Uh, Halunka says, awesome show. Thank you so much for all this fantastic information. I just started doing PvP pet battles, and it was getting totally crushed, and I had no idea why. Laugh. Um, now I understand. I am learning so much from your show. I still have not won a PvP battle, but it's closer now and not a total wipe. LOL, thank you. Uh, Tigran uh, Night Elf. Uh, Night Elf D Death Knight on the Airy Peak server. Um, so I have to admit, this review I think is new. I may have read it on the show before. It didn't have a date on it, so I think it's new. But either way, Ty Tigran, if I've already talked about you or not, um, I'm really glad the show is able to help you. Um, hopefully this team will be a perfect fit for you too. I think if you're just getting into PvP battles, this team is the team to go. It's super simple, straightforward, but still really powerful. If, you, if you're new, try it out. Let us know how it goes. Tigran, thank you for the kind words about the show. If you like this show, or if you like anything about this show, if you like pet battles, we'd love it if you leave a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, it just helps more people find the show. Um, as usual... I'm going to have full show notes for this team, along with links, details for all the pets' abilities and how you can earn them all on GameDiplomat.com. It's going to long be on there with full show notes for this episode, links to the pets, links to the abilities, links for how you can get them, links to the third wheels, links to the combos, links to anything you could ever possibly want about anything. It's going to be there, GameDiplomat.com. Next week on Wild Pet Battle Crew, I'm excited. We're going to have our first guest host ever, and by next week, I mean in two weeks. Next episode on Wild Pet Battle Crew, uh, first guest host ever, Eleanor, who actually sent in that question, along with Deidre, about the No Time to Heal achievement, which is pretty cool. So Eleanor's going to be on the show, um, and we're going to talk about pets in Warlords of Draenor. That's the next expansion that's coming out. I'm super excited about this topic. Eleanor has kind of... So, if you don't follow Twitter or anything like that, Mumper who's a developer at uh, Blizzard that talks about a lot of pet battle stuff. Uh, his name is Corey Stockton. He tweets about pet battles a lot. And he kind of he's the main source of new information. If we're talking about new pets, or like he's the one that first revealed what the Enborn Valkyr was, where to find it, how her spawning would work, all that sort of stuff came from his Twitter, uh, which is just kind of crazy. So if you miss that stuff, they've talked been they've been talking a lot about Warlords of Draenor pets on Twitter. But if you missed it, and it's really easy to miss, like I missed probably at least half of it, just because, I mean, we're busy people. We can't be checking Twitter every minute. Um, but Eleanor did awesome work. She went back and went through everyone's Twitter feeds, found all the information about the new pets, the new pet battle content, how uh, they're going to work in the garrison, all that sort of stuff. It's super cool. Um, so she's going to kind of give us a rundown about pets in the next expansion, uh, next, uh, next episode. We'll come back in two weeks for that. Um, on the other podcast that I'm recording, uh, between now and then, uh, we're doing a Happy Hearthstone Guide to Arena, which I'm excited about. If you play Blizzard's other game, um, Hearthstone, it's a card game. It's super fun. We're doing a guide to the arena with some beginner tips um, and how to play Paladin and Shaman specifically. Um, and for Lore Library, our League of Legends show, uh, we're doing Lore on Heimerdinger, the goofy little inventor with the giant hair 
and little robots, which I love. I'm super excited about that. He has one of the coolest lore, I think, around. Um, so check those out. They'll all be on GameDiplomat.com. Um, so I'm going to be spending the next few weeks leveling this team and trying out, you know, different third-wheel pets. You saw that list of how long they were. At least you heard them if you didn't see it. If you didn't go to the site, you heard them about all those different third-wheel combo pets we can try. I'm going to be trying them all. Um, I really hope you'll try me or try them as well. Try out different pets. Let us know which ones work, which ones don't. We would love to hear your thoughts. It's been a little quiet, I'm not going to lie, on the, the posts for this uh, for Pet Battle Crew. So I would love to get more comments on the site. Um, so GameDiplomat.com, click on Pet Battles up top. You can leave a comment. Or if you prefer Google+, like a lot of people in our chat room, David Daniel and Fumblefoot, those guys are talking in there all the time. I love it. It's a great community. Um, we're sharing thoughts on pet collecting, the Celestial Tournament, uh, cheering for each other when we finally get the mini fernal, all that sort of stuff. Uh, just go to Google+, Plus, search for uh, Pet Battles, WoW Pet Battle Crew. You'll find it there. Um, you can also email me directly at wowpetbattle.outlook.com or on Twitter, at jaugustine. I'll talk back to you within seconds. Um, so good luck to everyone who will be trying to master the team with me this month. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat room who shared their thoughts and, and shared their awesome combos and third wheel pets and breed information all that stuff i really appreciate all you guys in the chat room jumping in and helping the show be better live uh be sure to let me know how it goes if you guys try out the teams what you added on as a third pet throw it in the comments or, or in the google plus community wherever you prefer so everyone can kind of see it and try it out let us know how it goes thanks for tuning in to another episode of wow pet battle crew and it, taming the world of azeroth with me one turn at a time happy hunting tamers